welcome everyone to another My Blue Bricks Real Estate Podcast together with my co-host Sara. And Sara, today, I'm saying that more times, I'm now realizing, but today yeah. we enjoy it again because yeah. there's a guy with an interesting story that if you're listening to this until the end, because he's saying a lot of good stuff, but until the end, you get this, I don't know, this, this energy out of it, right? Talk yeah. yeah, really good energy, good... Uh feelings because uh, he was explaining like how uh, he got uh, to financial freedom uh, he was working for quite a while working toward that goal that he had and at the end he accomplished that and he's now telling how he spent his days now so it was really really interesting a very grounded person I think very, very honest and honest, yeah, noble, right? Yeah, and yeah. then he, by the way, is Paolo. Okay, so Paolo is the guest today, and it's true, it's a very noble, honest person like you and me and everyone that's listening, and a very step by step way how we got there. And by the way, he is now financially free. He can do whatever he wants, what he likes to do, and where. He gets energy out and really takes life and enjoys life for what it is. It's sometimes we tend to forget with the hard work that we're putting yeah. in. But hey, don't forget and don't underestimate it. He also put work in, okay? He has been working for a long time in a corporate world. He's been investing bit by bit and probably a lot of shit coming at his way. He managed it. But a very interesting session. So yeah. could you quickly then bring us into the podcast, Sarah? Yeah, so uh, I hope you really like it. Uh, just sit, relax, or do whatever you do when you listen to the podcast, and enjoy. Let's go. Welcome, everyone, to another My Blue Bricks Real Estate Podcast, and today with, with Paolo. Um, Sara's the co-host, as already explained in the introduction, and I'm at least very excited because, Paolo, we've been talking sometime in, during a, a lunch and you were actually referred to to a common contact of both of us is Lars. There's a Norwegian guy living in Barcelona and he was talking very good about you and about what you were doing. And I was like, okay, let's let's meet then. And I immediately knew that, that he was right. You have an interesting story. So could you a little bit explain about your background, who you are? And you're also living here in Barcelona, right? Yeah, yes, thank you, guys. Um, I'm happy to be with you guys today. I think you're flattering me and uh, you, you tell this to everybody on your podcast. No, 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 no. Uh, well, I, I, maybe I, the introduction is good about the people, but hey, I'm honest. I'm honest. It's, it's genuine. It's genuine. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm Italian myself. I've been established in Barcelona for a long time. I, I first moved to Madrid in 2005 and then ended up in, ended up in Barcelona, which really is where um, I wanted to be in the first place, so in, in, um, in first place, so in 2007. So my history in Barcelona goes, you know, back a long time. Um, I've been working for multinational companies in business development and marketing for, uh, I would say, nearly 20 years, multinational environment. And in the last few years of my um, corporate career, I started investing and then I saw that the real estate was going okay. <laughs> so I started, you know, I really went like full throttle and really went uh, heavy on, on real estate investments. And that 
um, basically took me to the so-called financial freedom or you know whatever you want to call it so let's say that today well that was already two and a half years ago that let's say my my uh, uh, real estate investment pays for uh, for my lifestyle today hmm. so along um, with that i'm doing also um i'm working as a personal shopper for people who want to invest in the spanish market or looking for a primary residency and living the in, uh, in Spain, and that came together with my investment. You know, I, I, I developed these specific skills or knowledge about real estate and, uh, and it became um, a job. Um, but that was not the intention. My idea was always to, get the, to be financially independent through real estate. Yeah. So this is something, something more about um, that. Hey, and then 20 years working in a corporate world. So when did you really get that interested about financial freedom because you're working 20 years i've been working for a couple of years in a corporate environment and it immediately struck to me that hey this is the place where i learn a lot because you learn a lot in a corporate world but this is not the place for me right so in these 20 years your idea not was not always financial freedom most likely then right because then you were going for a career for quite a long time right and not at all. actually it was i think one side um, is a matter of um, financial education that we don't have. I mm. come from it, so especially at this latitude, we, we don't mm. talk about money. It's a bad thing to talk about money. Um, you know, just just I I open and, and open up this this uh, uh, little discussion and, and promise to close it soon. But um, you know, once things are going well, then you want um, the people around you to. To do well, so as you did, so you, you try to talk about these things, and um, and I hit a wall, you know. Like my friends, for instance, that they're all very educated, and you know. But every time we talk about this, it's like I don't do it anymore because, like, um, your your degree is speculator or something. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, very. Yeah. <laughs> we grew up with that in that environment, um, so I just didn't think about it. It's just that it came to. I, I, I came to reason about the biggest Ponzi scheme out there, which is the pension system we have in, in Spain, in Italy. You know, I, I, re I read the other day in, in Italy, in particular two years ago, we had 100 people um, active, so working people, sustaining 70 retired people. And that's going to be the ratio 1-1 in 2040, 20 years from now, we will, we will have one working person supporting one retired person. That's just, you know, I just don't see that for, for me. So hmm. I thought I have to do something. So I started looking into investments and um, first of all, I started with um, dividend stocks, uh, which is a very interesting and s s safe way to invest in a yeah. way you know, index funds, etc. But I soon realized that either you have a lot of money or you cannot leverage, you cannot, on, 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 you know, you cannot ask a bank uh, for a, a loan to invest <laughs> in stocks. So yeah. I came across real estate almost by accident. Um, I went to help out uh, my mother-in-law. She was um, selling her mom's uh, flat that 
the lady passed, so her and her sisters were selling this flat. So I went, and the intention was to get the sofa out of that of the flat. <laughs> when, when I was there, there was that's 15 minutes away from Barcelona, really, really well connected to Barcelona city center. And when when I was there, literally taking out the sofa out of this room, I I, I saw uh, the dossier of a of a real estate agency, and I saw they were selling the flat for I don't know if it was 70k. And uh, to sell it quickly was down to 65. That's what my mother-in-law and her sisters were getting from the agency. It's like, this is the price you, you're selling. Yeah, that's the money we're getting. So you, uh, you know, I, I think I can, I can buy that because you have the money now. And uh, so we have a property and uh, let's see how it goes. So that's what we did. So I, I uh-huh. down the sofa, <laughs> I called my wife, said, look, uh, my girlfriend back then said, look, I think we just bought your grandma flat. <laughs> we rented it out very quickly for very quickly for 550 euros. And I thought, you know what, this works. Let's just replicate this. And uh, I was fortunate enough at that time to have a very good job. Well, well paid yeah. for being you know, a company in Spain. So I, I soon realized that it was very easy to leverage on that, on my on my wage, let's say, on my salary, mm-hmm. and also my wife, because she was still at the residency, the medicine. But, you know, as a doctor, they qualify very well for mortgages. Yeah. So I just decided to capitalize on that and just go 100% with real estate. That was 2016. Ah. So in, five, in four years and a half, we built up a nice portfolio of 15 properties. Um, and that was it. That was my uh, my end goal was to get to that um, to those numbers. You know, once you get um, the momentum and you start, you you, you soon realize you soon um, see the snowball effect on that. Um, we just went full uh, with real estate and forgot about and forget about you know um, at the moment at least <laughs> diversifying your business your investment portfolio. Yeah. I'm diversifying now. Now I got, you know, where I, I am where I wanted to be with real estate. Um, by the way, then I, I, I did the numbers and uh, to be at the same point I was in 2020 real estate, if I had to go with dividend stocks, I should have put in 1.6 million. Wow. <laughs> of course, I didn't have the money, you know. So if you have the money, maybe that's that's a strategy you want to you wanna use. In my case, I started off with, um, I would say we paid the first class 65. We didn't even pay it all because we, we paid the two sisters and then my, my um, uh, wife's mom, we paid her with the income, with the rental income mm-hmm. for years or three years. So after that, we did the second flat and then we started leveraging uh, with, with mortgages. So we refinanced the property, the property is now worth it around double. Nice. Mm-hmm. So even though when we refinanced, so we added a mortgage on the property, um, the loan to value still was like 70%. Mm-hmm. So we got back all the money and we are still cash flowing from the property. Um, and that's how it goes, you know. Little by little. Bit by bit. Uh, yeah, your portfolio yeah, is growing. Yeah. So you're now already talking about some creative finance and waste, which I want to ask you a little bit more about. But once Sada, I'm curious for your opinion because 
you can relate to then talking with your environment and and then hearing that what yeah. you're saying is completely or not true or you're you're a speculator or you it's 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 not landing in the right yeah. way in your environment you're talking about yeah, it a yeah. lot yeah exactly i was feeling you Paula, when you were explaining this because i i was feeling exactly the same um when i'm speaking about this with my friends because they don't they think that it's a crazy thing to do it's not safe uh then you're going to lose or you're speculating like uh, they don't see it as an option at all um yeah. and then you need to find like other people like us um who think the same or I tenants, you talk to my tenants and they're all very happy um i think my uh, average um income from from my average flat is 640 euros something like that and i can tell you especially nowadays they're really happy to pay that money for for a flat in the in the surrounding area of barcelona so um again it's something that it, it's really ingrained in our culture we, we grew yes. up like about money is bad actually in, uh, i grew up in a, in a small village in the alps we speak a dialect there and in uh, there's this saying that is if you show your money you show your ass or something like that. <laughs> 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 of course, there's no difference between investing speculating you know yes. it's the same so um again it, it was hard to see that when i was discovering that and i wanted to to help also uh, people surrounding and surrounding me and my my friends and it was hard to hit the wall because it's like you know we're not talking about money because we're greedy bastards yeah 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 there's no worries there's no you yeah. can say whatever you want <laughs> i have a question and what are uh now saying your friends now that they see that it mm. really worked for you that you are providing you a good service like, uh, i think that they probably think i'm rich because they see my lifestyle you know people don't understand the cash flowing system mm-hmm. just think oh you don't work for a company anymore that means that you have so much money that you can just save money little by little until you die <laughs> you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. in my bank account so yeah. just spend the money that's that's the way people think normally they don't think that you could actually have Theoretically, in theory, you could just, you could actually do this without any equity, really. Mm-hmm. Say, in in a, theory, yeah, yeah, yeah. Framework, yeah. You, know, yeah. you don't really have to have much equity in order to cash flow and live on that, you know. And uh, I live well. I mean, I live in a very nice apartment in Barcelona, next to the beach. Uh, we travel, we, we eat out. It's not that we are stingy people or we don't want to spend money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, But yeah, I think people just think that you're rich once you you, you don't uh, you you escape you don't it. Work. Yeah, yeah the corporate ladder. You don't you don't you're not interested anymore in the corporate ladder because I had offers in the first few months, first year I would say I had offers and I did think about it, but it's just that I soon experienced my new lifestyle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you know what? There's no money that can pay this. Yeah. Hey, but that's not that simple, eh? because a no, good job, no. good salary, security kind of every month, getting a promotion, getting these trips to go wherever you want, getting a car, uh, and then saying goodbye from that, not knowing 100% where where you end up. Yeah. You do, well, in the end, real estate is quite 
uh, secure. I mean, it's not changing that much, especially if what you're, you're doing, you're into portfolio, you have rentals uh, that you rent out and you're getting a fixed steady income every month. So it's not, it's not at all insecure. The only thing is that you need to take care of yourself, most likely. Maybe that is then the part that is feeling scary and insecure for a lot of people. Uh, so how, how, how was that for you? I mean, because it's, it's now talking about it, or for me now talking about it, uh, saying no at one point to the corporate job that I had. Now it's easy to talk about, but I have to say it was quite difficult in the beginning because yes, I was used to, you know, in Spain or in Barcelona <laughs> getting these lunch tickets every day going out to eat. And then I was not, well, of course you were working, but we were just sitting there one or two hours going to work, doing a little bit of things, going home. Of course, we were also working there, right? All these small things that I, that, that, that I didn't have anymore. Uh, is, can you relate to that? It's a matter of numbers at the end of the day. If yeah. you, you know, if you do your, uh, for me, money was never um, the reason why I was working. The last few years, I was totally focused on the uh, building my real estate portfolio. So uh, I was going to work happy because I have a goal. I had a goal that was outside my. You my were actual building job. it up already on the side. You were building. Yeah. You build up your portfolio, so you already got the income, but you still have the income for from your employer. So it's hard at one point to say, okay, you know, I give up this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. my priority are really clear and my priorities are time, basically. Um, that's freedom for me. That's the only thing you cannot buy, they say, time. And spending time with people I, I love and, you know, my friends and uh, doing my, you know, uh, workout in the morning and going out for coffee with friends and at lunch with, with, with my wife and when she can have lunch with me. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard of priorities in the end. Linda, I'm turning 43 in, in a month or so and uh, this is when you when you get, when you can make money in a, in a corporate environment. Mm. So it was in 35, 45 is when you maximize, when you capitalize on your uh, on your career and uh, jumping off that the train at that at the moment is not easy i yeah. understand it's not everyone yeah so you but, you've yeah. been building it up on the side your income so at the one point yeah. it, it's it's that's 100 so so a lot of times we're talking about real estate and we're saying okay just go for it financial freedom the real estate has potential and it has the potential but it is a very long road so think about it twice if you're just really fed up with your job and if you just want to continue immediately so i have to confess i have to confess that it was a little bit for 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 me like that okay i was so fed up at one point we had built our own company although at that moment with my bloopers what we were doing was just flipping and then crowdfunding with our own money and with other people's money but of course flips are nice however it is not creating any cash flow right so um i just from one moment to the other moment uh, uh we said uh, or i said that hey i'm going to 100 work for my blue bricks then we needed to pay part of the kind of the money that uh, well, was a was a creative solution but i was just paying myself from the investments that i was doing that is not the ideal that is not the ideal solution to do that, okay? So the best I would advise if you're listening to this, listen now better to Paolo, build up a plan to do it steadily. But if you were thinking, if you're really fed up and you really want to go for it, you can do it as me. Oh, it's 
you know you need to throw yourself in th throw yourself out in the open and see you will survive the only thing it will be better to advise you to do it bit by bit um, yeah absolutely leverage is powerful mm. that's what i i find in this last few years leverage is absolutely powerful and in spain um it comes with um they call a nomina so wage salary from a company there's leverage you mean that, having uh, your contract right your working contract and being able to leverage that contract to yeah. to to obtain mortgages right you mean that i uh, have assisted a couple of people especially one girl woman she was in a very couple of years older than me and she said uh, marketing director she had a very good career like you know what now i want to leave my job and invest in, in real estate and get you know some income and you know just travel the world say like, okay uh, let's do it the other way around. Let's invest and then you know you give up your job. It's like I, I have this bad news for you. You think you're gonna leave your job at the end of the year? You're not. I need six months to a year that you're gonna stay in your job because we capitalize on that. Capitalize on your business card, or marketing director. That's what the banks want to see. So yeah, that's yes. that's what it really is. Yeah. It's a matter of um, I would say. Um, Discipline, probably hmm. energy, with a lot of uh, energy in that, and then, uh, well, no, you know, when you once you have the strategy, focus, and um, and keep the momentum going. There's some point you get into the state of flow that we're always looking at when when you do different activities, and and it and it comes, and when it comes, you just capitalize on, you know, on that yeah. uh, moment. And how was that, that journey from uh, for you, like working on the corporate job and uh, looking for investments on the side? Uh, were you uh, were you being very savvy to save up for for the the pay down for the properties, or were you struggling for a bit to to manage both things, or how how are you doing all that? Was cutting up a little bit. I'm not, I'm not sure I understood, but um, I think it's uh, you asked me about uh, is, uh, how, how you manage, you know, to keep to keep. Yeah, everything goes. It's, it's interesting that you asked that because 2017 was the year was the year where I traveled the most outside of Europe. I went twice to Hong Kong. I went to Boston. I went to Bangladesh. I traveled to China, and uh, I managed to buy eight to do eight wow. investments. All in 2017, you know, wow. <laughs> it was freaking hard. You know, when I, when I was talking about energy, it was like going forward with this, you know, and uh, so plus traveling, you know, that was really hard. That was the year that I was, um, it really drained me in a way, but I, I really was very busy at, with my work and very busy with my investments altogether. Mm. One, so mm -hmm. that was kind of hard. Um, that doesn't mean that. Um, all you guys are there have to do it like I did in four or five years. You can do it in 10 years, you can do it in 12 years, it doesn't matter. I started a little bit, I don't know if I, if you can say late, but I had this idea going through my mind when I was 35. Hmm. If you are 28 right now, there you go, you have seven years already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to my race, you are you have the seven years advantage, so uh, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if you do it in four, five or ten years or 12. You know, but um, once you start doing it, you start, you know, getting traction and experience. That's very important. You, you know people. You know, I, I got that. Now I have a job that came out of my experience. I, I become an expert in that. So um, people are willing to pay me 
to help them out with that. And that's a personal shopper, that, right? That's your, that's yes. your yeah. Oh, yeah. So I advise people and, uh, and we go hand in hand for, uh, you know, uh, investments and, uh, some people also for, uh, buying their primary residency where they want to, uh, live with their family. So that's, um, but, but now I leave it, you know, it's, it's a totally different feeling because it's, it's not something I have to do. I do it because, you know, if I, if I'm willing to do it, I do it. But if I don't want to do it for the next six months, I don't because I don't pay my bills with the money coming from this job. Yeah. You know, so it's a totally different uh, mindset. And that gives freedom, right? We're just before doing this podcast, you were just saying, Hey, if I don't want to do anything today anymore, if I want to travel with my wife to Madrid because she's going to Madrid this yeah. weekend, I can decide to do so, right? So you can do whatever. And if that is working for you, that is then working. But if that's for you taking a little bit more calm and just enjoying what it is, what life has to offer, because, life has to offer because we, um, we are working hard. We are working on our business. However, working on a business and it's, it's hard work. You need to get everything going. And at one point, if you do, then also do get financial freedom. And I'm curious what you think of that. It's hard to then at one point say, okay, let's take it a little bit more, more slow, right? Because most likely you're then thinking about another goal that you're, how did you do that? Yeah. What is your, what is that's, your balance? That's, in it? that's hard because I have a little bit of um, liquidity nowadays because I'm, you know, uh, I came to when I, I think when we had some income from real estate, I, I started uh, thinking about diversifying because people are talking about diversifying your investment portfolio, blah blah blah. But then I, I understood, I soon realized that if you want to step up your game, really, um, you do it by not diversifying. Because <laughs> I come from a blue collar family, I didn't have lots of money. Mm. I had some saving because of my job, but I didn't have a bunch of money that you know yeah, yeah. so i as i said you know what i i this money it could be for the next property if i put it in um, stocks or options or crypto whatever it's probably not gonna work the same so i had a goal and once i reached the goal then i started diversifying a, a little bit like I, i'm doing i'm doing today i don't know if i miss your question actually i'm, I'm going but uh <laughs> no but yeah. the question was how to balance them between at one point getting financial freedom and also financial freedom is a broad topic because financial freedom doesn't mean that you need to be rich what people think or does it mean that people uh, it was interesting to say that because now we're working on a company and then yeah friends from friends from back home or friend that, uh, that doesn't really know okay you should be a risk because one you're in real estate and two you have a company but they don't know that you need to work so hard to get just things going on a daily basis and that there's so much shit involved having this and the financial freedom is not the perfect or let's say the life that you don't need to do anymore however at one point if you then had hit that goal that you have for example then you can also take a step back and then enjoy the things that you're having and, and it looks like you're finding a decent balance in that yeah yeah for me i mean my properties are all uh, buy and let so i never did the flip unless, you know, maybe in a few years, you see a property that's really, you know, the market goes crazy. And of course, I, I will probably be selling once I calculate the, the ROI or the yield I get from the property and I see it's at 4%. Uh, but I, 
I will sell it, of course. Mm. Um, but in Spain, in particular, you know, you pay, especially in Catalonia, you pay 10% taxes when you buy. You pay when you sell. You have capital gain on that. So um, my idea was never to buy and sell unless you do it professionally like you guys with the companies or you profit from, from you know, a different uh, fiscal uh, environment. But um, being uh, a business of buy and let, let's say, I don't even want to call it business because it's, it's, in, it's an investment and uh, we're all happy. You know, my tenants are very happy to, to, to rent um, an apartment below the market price and I'm, I'm happy because I service my mortgage and it's still a cash flow from, from that. So uh, it's not that hard because uh, I manage my properties and um, I did start it. Um, I did calculate a little bit the time and the effort I put in that, just managing the properties. Um, fair enough, there's no passive income 100% as, 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 as we all know, but I spent three and a half hours to four hours a month managing my properties. And that's absolutely doable. You know, you think, you know, uh, that's what uh, pay my, my lifestyle, my bills. So I don't mind working three, three yeah. or four hours a month, you know, managing my properties. Of course, you have to start, you know, getting better and better at it once you have more and more properties. So um, having a team of people you can rely on, you know, if something breaks, you know, you're, you're going to send these guys, you know, your, your insurance, blah, blah, blah. Your, you know, it's just uh, experience and you get better and better at it. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, what kind of things do you, are you doing now in those three, four hours that you said you were working? I, I, I also uh, count that uh, when I have, um, uh, when, when apartments are churning, so we have, we have, people leaving the apartment and getting new tenants in. I don't do it myself. I manage the, the tenant up to a point that, okay, you're leaving the day, that day, so I prepare the document, but then I have an agency taking care of, okay. you know, different mm. uh, potential tenants. Um, sometimes, you know, you might get a call with, with something needs fixing or, you know, that, that's why people think once you own a property, the uh, tenant will call you on a weekly basis. Mm. Yeah. I don't know why. I, 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 I rent this place. I don't call my tenant at all. I think they called him like twice in four years and a half. And so my tenants is do the same. You know, they don't have some problems on a weekly basis. So mm -hmm. that's not much. I take into account all the paperwork and stuff, you know, and, you know, paying the taxes, you know. Yeah. Uh, having structures in place. Hey, Paulo, so we're now talking about your portfolio. Could you explain the people and also us? Because we know it a little bit. You, what does is, what is your portfolio look like? How do you rent it out? Is it all traditional renting? Or do you also do some other tourist rentals, room rental? What does your portfolio look like? And where do you have them? It's all traditional uh, renting long term because of the fiscal environment. I particularly like in Spain because of that. I'm a fiscal resident in Spain, so it's... Um, it would be the best. And, uh, and could you explain what you mean with that? Do you then mean that getting the 60% discount on long-term contracts? 
Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so maybe let, let me quickly explain for the people that are not from here. So if you do traditional renting for long term, and there's normally then five year contracts here in Spain, then uh, from the money that you're getting in, you can deduct some costs that you're having. And in the end, from the money that left that is left over, you can have a discount of 60% and on the that is left over the 40% there you're paying taxes over yes. oh, right? okay okay yeah, yeah okay so that's for me works that really works because again it's a matter of balancing you know the fiscal benefits and the and the work you put in yeah. and the other hand will be i don't know a touristic place airbnb and such and in between will be some um, rental rooms for instance um, so my my portfolio is composed of yeah, traditional renting in the area of Barcelona, Catalonia in general. I also bought a property in uh, in the Basque Country, Bilbao. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's very interesting because the the taxes you pay on that is four percent, and not that ten percent. I'm paying in Barcelona. That's kind of good. The transfer tax. Yeah. Ah. Four percent, as opposed to ten percent here or seven percent as well. It's okay. really cheap. Um, so yeah, that portfolio is managed by me, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do manage all the, the whole portfolio. Um, I did um, once for a customer, um, he bought a place and I, I set it up for uh, rooms. So I, I, you know, I followed the refurbishment of the of the place and then I rented it up to, to some people and there's a guy managing one of the guys living there managing also the other tenants. Mm. So contract is now between this guy and, and the landlord, this customer of mine. So I went through the whole experience and I must say it is um, profitable. But yeah, the also some headaches. You want to say? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought you know you have a property and then you have four people living in four rooms. <laughs> it's going to be like four times work, and I think it is. I don't know. But I, I only have this one experience, but I think it is exactly four times the work you put in uh, or more. Yeah. Um, but of course, the normally when we think about renting an apartment, we think in in years typically. You're gonna you're gonna be staying two, three, four years. When you rent out a room, you're thinking months. Four months, five months, six months, eight months at most. So of course you have lots of uh, work involved. So yeah, my portfolio is today all 100% traditional. I'm really tempted by uh, Canary Islands for touristic. Okay. But I would have to, um, let's say, subcontract 100% all the uh, operations so that's expensive and I didn't find a property yet that would kind of guarantee an income that I would feel you know uh, ready to go with um, different thing is if, if, if you can do it yourself but that's yeah. you know a little bit of an employment more than an investment you know? yeah it's work yeah as per real estate I am where I wanted to be actually I have two more properties than I originally um, scheduled my my goal was uh, was a little bit less. Um, I might do something in the future um, um, by um, utilizing the or taking advantage of the equity I'm building on my portfolio. Hmm. Because as we said before, you pay taxes when you buy, you pay taxes when you sell. So it's not really efficient selling a property, selling a property, sorry, selling a property and buy another one 
because then you, you start thinking about all the cost and the capital gain and everything. But uh, maybe because they didn't think about it yet, uh, uh, you have you pay zero taxes when you successfully uh, extract equity, you know, because it's a loan. So you have a property that is 100k and you have a 80k loan. Now this property is worth 150. You go to a bank, you say, look, I have a TK loan, but the property is 150. Would you give me 120? Yeah, sure. So you get a new loan and you have this 40K into your bank account. You pay zero taxes on that. And that's the game. The thing is, the bad news is, it's really hard to do it in Spain. That's really common in the, in the US, in the UK. Yes. You mean to get it on your bank account, right? It's not yeah, easy. Right. No. All they would say, they would say um, it's forbidden for it's not allowed by the central Spanish bank and it's bullshit. <laughs> it's, it's not true. But the banks, they always say that. They always okay. say that the, the central bank would allow that and it's not true. Um, so it's really difficult. And then they don't like, you know, I, I'm, I, I speak very good Spanish, but I'm not from here. So it was translating finances into refinance. Yeah. So I go to a bank and say, I want to refinanciar, and, and they don't like that. Because traditionally, refinanciar in Spanish is, and in Spain is like, you know what, I cannot service your mortgage, I can't pay my mortgage, so let's negotiate either a longer mortgage and I need to lower. Mm. Um, uh, do you think it's coming from there? Because exactly, this, this, the word doesn't it's have a good image. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, out of my office, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have a fun, funny story with Lars. We went with Lars to a couple of banks and they nearly kicked us out. <laughs> so we, we rephrased that a little bit and uh, at least I managed to to get a couple of uh, very interesting um, operations with a couple of banks. You have to be patient and go. I would rather go to either, you know, a good broker um, or you go to uh, smaller banks in smaller cities, you know. Um, mm -hmm. You don't go to Barcelona city center, you go to a small village, you know, maybe 40 minutes away from Barcelona, because then your operation is something important for that. Mm. For purpose, you know? If you go with a half a million mortgage and you go to Paseo de Gracia in Barcelona, you say, next, you know, the next, <laughs> next exactly. moment. Yeah. 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 Especially with the yeah. amounts that you're now talking about. Right, with the yeah. amounts that you now want to then refinance, that is not that, that relevant for them. So what they also normally say is that we could consider it if you bring us or present us immediately a new deal that you want to buy, that they don't give it as cash on your bank account, yeah. but that they would allow more, right? That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. They call it, they want to justify the liquidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to back out, what are you using that for? Yes. If you're gonna buy crypto, forget about it. <laughs> yeah. so I find this property, you know, I have 15 properties and this is the cash flow I get on a monthly basis, blah, blah. So I'm doing the same, I'm adding another one. It's like, okay, that looks safe. You you know how to use this money that, you know, <laughs> a little bit paternalistic in a way or, um, but um, it works like that. Then it doesn't really matter if you, if you, if you buy a property or not. <laughs> But the, the idea is, well, I did it twice. Once I really, it was really tied to this next operation. So really in the same day we got uh, money and the same guy from the bank came with uh, 
uh, with a check to pay for the next property. So we did it at the same time at, uh, with the, at the notary deed. Nice. Uh, when we did the deed. And uh, a couple of times I just got money into my bank account. So now you can do whatever. You can you can buy, a, uh, you can go on holidays, you can buy expensive jewelry or a car, which is something I don't recommend. But it's money in your bank account. So uh, then of course we're investors. So we invest them wisely, you know? Yeah. But that's the game i would say in order not to pay taxes on something you already have yes pay yeah. taxes when you bought in the first place so that's the, the i think the most efficient way to extract money uh tax-free yeah and so what is your portfolio how many units do you or apartments do you have in your portfolio we have 17 at the moment 17 have you have you been considering or are you using the same bank or a couple of banks because maybe it could also be because we're talking with um with uh, javier not so long ago and and he bought a bundle deal and then he he bought of course everything with the same finance from the same bank have you been considering one at one point just bringing all in the same bank or you do or not I did actually, and uh, and we managed to do it a couple of years ago. Oh. I was working with nine different banks, so we closed all of all these mortgages, and we opened up a, one single mortgage for mm. 14 properties with one bank, which was, by the way, none of these nine banks. It was a totally different <laughs> bank, mm. you know. And so we did that again. Don't get frustrated because it might take longer than expected is you know you just have, you just have to build up your case very nicely like it was a business case you know like all very well explained yeah. this is the yeah. property what i'm paying this is you know what i'm i'm getting this is these are the expenses so they they see because they want to to get a new customer and if if you go with your homework perfectly done yeah. that'd be easy on the other hand, I thought I made the mistake of thinking one of these nine banks will have to do that. Why? Because I thought I was naive enough and, and thought I already proved that I'm a good payer. So they will want to to get all the the, the mortgage yeah. the bills. They don't because they don't like to concentrate all your debts. Mm. You go to a new bank. Because is stronger the willing to get a new customer than the risk of concentrating all your debts ah, for a new bank. That's a good. But uh, I spoke with all of them. I had meetings with all these nine banks, and and I soon realized, like, wait a minute, that's something weird because they know that I'm a good payer. That yeah. you know, they know me already. It'll be easier. Then I realized that um, going to a new bank, it would be easier, and I, and I successfully uh, did it with a with a different bank. I mean, then imagine going to that branch outside of Barcelona and you bring this bundle and you're then becoming really one of their top clients, which I think if you're becoming a top client, they would like to be more creative or be more open to listen to. Hey, and so, um, good, really good stuff, right, Sara? What, yeah. uh, to round up the conversation, what, what are your future, do, do you have any goals in the near future or plans with your portfolio do you have do you want to hit a specific target or you're good at this moment what is your what is your i am i'm slowing down <laughs> since i got my I got my goal i also realized that you know my wife lost her job and i still have money coming in from my consultancy or personal shopper activities so i relaxed in a way i don't really have a goal in mind 
it is true that I started diversifying a couple of years ago with stocks and uh, crypto also. Mm-hmm. Why? Basically because I had, an in- I had an income coming from my investments in real estate. And then I had an income coming from my uh, uh, company that was totally different thing related to retail and audits and stuff. But now I have real estate for my investment and real estate for when I <laughs> work as a personal shopper. So mm. that was the moment for me to diversify. And, and go for other um, streams of, of, of income. Um, in real estate, again, as I said, probably in a future, I will see that as the equity, that's the beauty of the real estate, the equity grows because you keep paying your debts and uh, typically the, the, the value of the property keeps coming up uh, with the inflation we have at the moment. So I will probably soon realize that they have quite a big chunk of equity and maybe I will do that um, strategy again mm. before I get too old so that I don't get a 30 or 25 years, years mortgage. Uh, I might be doing that in the future or not, but I don't really have specific goals. As, again, I'm diversifying now, but uh, in real estate, I probably do that rather than selling and buying something else because then you, you just pay taxes. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I mean, then, the, mm. um, Sarah, we're talking about it a lot, then the real estate game gets interesting because in the beginning it's the hardest, but then at one point you can make use of your portfolio is starting to work for you and you can play with the money that you're paying off to then be buying some other stuff. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So is there anything uh, you want to ask to Paolo before we um, round it up? Mm, I think that he explained uh, a lot of interesting things. I would just like to ask, what are you doing now with your time now that you are more... Uh, yeah yeah this morning i just uh, i had a one hour crossfit training and i had breakfast with my wife she's pregnant so she's at home now um we have a baby on the way coming uh, hopefully january so i will be 100 percent full-time dad hmm. Um, I read, I play music, I, I meet up normally my a day in the life, because <laughs> sometimes they ask me what you do, but basically I wake up in the morning, I I go to and have coffee with some friends, they just finish their work, they, they work out at 7, so they finish by 8, I, at 8 I go and have coffee with them normally, unless I train with them at 7, then I have a very long walk along the beach and I listen to podcasts normally, and uh, deep in the sea when it's not too cold and i'm back typically at 10 at 10 i'm back but i already had a moment of socializing with friends i heard i listened to podcast i normally had walk 5.5 kilometers six kilometers and it's you know breakfast time and normally i work 10 to 12 i do what uh, you know the americans call eat the frog first it's like what do you the most difficult thing or the most annoying thing you, you tend to procrastinate to postpone while well, I do it then. I do it at 10, 10 to 12 in the morning. Either it's work or some admin stuff. That is something I hate. So <laughs> that's something I normally do. And then from 12 on, I'm free again. So it could be anything. You know? um, I go and work out if I didn't train in the morning. I um, go have lunch with my wife or, you know, I play music, I read. Um, but I do a bunch of stuff and, um, you know, I wish the day could be longer because I really <laughs> don't find myself bored, you know, in a, in a corner in my house, say, what am I going to do next? <laughs> uh, I'm really enjoying life, I must say, and that's the way I want to keep it for the future. So when they say future goals, you know, if, if, if I can preserve my health and, you know, 
and uh, my family and uh, I would just uh, wish that everything keeps you know going well and uh, and I keep enjoying this kind of life that you know I worked hard in the end to to build this kind of lifestyle and mm. uh, yeah. that's a good enough goal for me yeah don't forget that yeah you needed to mm. work yeah. hard to get there right but I think now and I have to say the the energy that you're giving by just talking this conversation, you do notice that, uh, right, Sada? Do you uh, yeah, the yeah. energy that's coming out of your ancestors, and also what you now explain? That is very, um, that's very good to realize. Then, and in the end, we should most likely also be focusing on that in the end, right? Yeah. Uh, very cool, uh, Paolo. Thanks. thanks for everything today. Um, yeah. Good story. I think people will very much like it, get motivated from it, even as inspired. Uh, Sara, uh, thanks for, for co-hosting the show yeah. again today. Everyone, make sure if you're listening to this to follow us on, on Instagram. We're getting very active there. Follow our other podcasts. Um, am I forgetting something, Sara? We're on YouTube. Uh, where more? Okay. Instagram. They can check also our website. I heard you had a very successful meetup um, yeah. this week. I definitely would like to be in the, in the next one. I, could, I couldn't go... Um, um, but I definitely join the next one yeah. because your, your movement is growing nicely and, uh, mm-hmm. and it's nice to be part of it. So and, well done. And also, nice. if you feel like, hey, if you ever want to share something there, let us know. Then we can make a cool event and, and give you the stage. Um, it was nice. There were yeah. more than 50 people or something showing up, right, Sada? Yeah, it was quite some people, uh, but it was really nice. Always nice to, to meet like minded people, just uh, network, talk with them. Um, and yeah, sh- uh, share a moment all together. Yeah. So probably see you there next time. Yeah. Cool. Paolo, thanks. See you later. Ciao. Yes. Yeah. Bye. Bye.